Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's up, everybody? This is Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., coming to you, as always, from Studio 13, but just across town from me, over in the 8122 Production Studios, are a couple of friends that you hear almost every single week. One of them's always here. The other one's always on tour doing something. You know, we don't know what he's doing. All I know is we have a better show when he's not here. But he's back this week, so rest assured, this is going to be a terrible, terrible show this week. And it's going to be because of one man and one man only. But before we get to him, first of all, back in 1971, I've uncovered some big news here this time. Back in 1971, he became the only three-time winner of the dating game. Say hello to Rich. Yes. You and stud you. And not only was I the only three-time uh, winner, I also once dated the dating game killer. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. That guy was creepy. That guy was, I remember that. You had you had your big lamb chop uh you know, big chop sideburns. Yeah. It was, that guy was creepy, but I can also I can also go on and tell everybody that he is definitely a sloppy party bottom. Uh certain oh. people will get that reference. Certain people won't. Just like certain people know what douche chills are and certain people don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm still feeling would, I'm still feeling know what those I'm still are. I'm still feeling chilly from the fact that you didn't know that, even after you gave us the douche chills <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> that was nearly how you were introduced this week was something with that, but I just kind of. It's a little off. hard. It's a little hard to go uh, say something with douche chills in it, though. Are you the one? I was that just basically going to say nobody gives you the douche chills like I give you the douche chills. That's true. Douche, so. douche chills. Douche chills. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what they are either. And you were inside the chat. You just didn't read the chat. I didn't read that part of the chat. Okay. So so what a douche chill is is when somebody is so do you know like you know when you have a reaction when you're watching something and you get that like that like cringy you get that cringy like reaction. Yeah. That is what a douche chill is. Okay. So if somebody does something so douchey that it makes you kind of cringe, Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's a douche chill. No, I know. All right. Now there that, you go. Now it that, makes sense. That right? opens up a whole okay. new world for me. I'm glad to know that you're still a reading. Whole new I, world. I'm still I'm glad you're still reading the chat. Have you gotten to the part yet where you were supposed to watch the burning and review it? <laughs> no. What, what's that? I don't think what's the burning? What is the burning? <laughs> <laughs> He'll get to it. He'll get to it. And that's right. You know, you, you hear him there, and this show has already been ruined. It's already been ruined. And one man and one man only is responsible for that. And he is back. He's finally finished up his uh, off-Broadway, as well as uh, the the Central Park uh, production of The Human Centipede. Yeah. So, wow, they yes. did a Central Park Human production in the park. Even? Yeah, Human Centipede in the park. We, it, was a, it was a quasi-sequel. Uh, we had it go around the entire park. Oh, it stretched around it the park? Also, yeah. <laughs> around the whole park that's <laughs> it's a record it's the, the longest it was, it was the he longest was the human centipede all. in the history Tom, of human Tom centipede Six said the third movie would be the longest one nope we we beat him by quite, a bit. By you by beat quite him. a bit central park well centipede. you hear him folks he's back you love it we love it this is going to be just an awful awful show this week 
and it is his fault. He is the professor. Thank you, thank you. It's good yeah, to be back. Thank you. Yeah, good. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> so, you know, we had a so we had a couple of really good weeks without you here. One week we didn't even do a show because we were just celebrating. Well, and yeah, then we the were... next week, you know, it just things just came together so well last it was, week. It was the 100th episode hangover. We were celebrating. It really was. Good times come out. Yeah, and the show is ruined. The show is ruined. So there you go. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you here, buddy. It's good to have you here. I can't wait until you open your mouth and, you know, we we get to hear what comes out of it next. Well, well, he's opened his mouth plenty of times yet. I was wondering where that was going. Yeah. Could have gone somewhere else that wouldn't have been good. If he was reading the chat, (laughs) he would have known where that went earlier. (laughs) You sickos. Yeah, you guys... You guys were excited earlier. No, I got the douche chills. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you should have the douche chills. Well, you were saying you were both talking about how excited you were, and then there was a picture, and I just saw, like, on my <laughs> on my home sense. screen, like, photo sent, like, oh, I'm excited. Uh, well, like you guys were talking about, you, you were yes. getting hard-ons. Yeah. And then picture sent, and I'm like, uh, I don't really want to go in there. I don't want to go See, in that I, The only reason I knew is because it was from Mike. And I'm like, there's no chance that he's going to send me a picture that I can have the opportunity to send him back something disgusting I get from Derek yeah. just to send back to him. Because trust me, <laughs> was, both I, of you, you still have not, you, you, you don't know about Fruity Pebbles yet, Mike, so you don't want to know about Fruity oh, Pebbles. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to know. Both of you were I very excited talking about how erect you were and then photo sent, and I'm like, ah, what is this? But it wasn't what I thought it was. Well, would Mike be. said he was going to be ready. He, he would be ready for us yeah. at 2 p.m. And so yeah. I said... Oh, okay. Well, my penis is already hard. Why? Why yeah. not? Like, if you're gonna be ready for me at two p.m., my penis better be hard when you're ready. You betcha. I got the twelve. T- so I sent him a picture. Twelve of, o'clock tuck going here. You know what? What else? What else would I send in response to that? But a picture of Doctor Evil. Yes. I mean, just you know. And, I, and his I, response was great. It was a I, gift yeah. of uh, Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah, so, baby. Two will make you horny, baby. You know what I? Two what I just realized. You know what we just learned here, Rich. The professor's never actually read a book. He opens up a book for the pictures. He looks at the pictures and says that he's read these books. I've never. This was. This makes a lot of sense. Which is great because a lot of the books don't have pictures, so I don't even read them. Just, I don't. You just, just skim through them. Skim real through quick. them. There are no pictures up. That you one's done. Real quick, you read <laughs> that's how quickly he reads a book. <laughs> Damn it! The, you guys nailed it. He just reads the cliff. Fans it he, out. Get, he gets a cliff it. note version. <laughs> and yeah, just goes, no pictures. pictures. There's nothing here. There's nothing going on. <laughs> oh, it's too good. Wonderful, wonderful. Are you guys ready for some news? No. I'm ready. Sure. For some Wait, news. hold on. You're not, you're not yet? Okay, now I'm ready. Now he's ready. Now he's ready. So let's get to the news. <laughs> so, what I find to be interesting, uh, the lead story I'm going to go with this week is that uh, we got some news that there's going to be a new live action series coming on Netflix uh, called Wednesday. And it's going to follow Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. And to top things off, it will be directed by Rich's favorite director, Tim Burton. Starring Helena Bonham Carter as Wednesday, as a teenage Wednesday. Yeah, because of course she's, she's got to be cast and everything. Listen, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I said the same thing. I'll say anything about whenever you see a Tim Burton in the uh, director's portion of a movie, it will have amazing visuals. It'll look spectacular, but the story will be shit. It'll also look spectacular because I just got spit out of my 
Wow, I, I did. I got you. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad. I hope I, I, I hope I hope I had something extra for that, you. That was good. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. With that being said, uh, no, I, I I once ruined a friend of mine's love of Tim Burton because he went to see Tim Burton's uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, and I was like, I was like, watch, it'll be visually stunning, Ugh. and he'll fuck up a hundred year old story. He comes back from watching the movie in the theater and he goes, I fucking hate you. That was his exact response. <laughs> that movie sucked though. Like, That's my point though. Yeah, but I it never looked, watched it. But it looked visually stunning. It was amazing. It looked amazing, but yeah, the story yeah. the story sucked, Kinda. and he messed well, up a hundred year story. Yeah, you know, I I say you're wrong about Helen uh, Helena Bottom Carter playing a teenage Wednesday Adams. It's pretty clear it's not going to be her that's going to be it's playing gonna be this. Sasha Obviously, Baron it's going to no, no. It's going to be Johnny Depp. It's going to be Johnny Depp playing Wednesday. <laughs> motion Adams. capture, motion capture, Johnny Depp for an animated yeah. uh, X nay on the Johnny Depp me. Oh know, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I, well, I think, I'm kind of wonder because I the, think he the got way that they described it. <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, they're talking about how it's going to be taking place like two decades after the events of. It almost sounds like of the movies. So I'm almost wondering if maybe, just maybe. We might get Christina Ricci back in that role. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. Mind I would that. love that. Yeah. She was awesome because I actually I went She's back and watched those, those movies, movies recently, and she was the best part of those movies. Well, she was so good. Raul Julia, Raul Julia, uh, awesome. well, Angelica was great too. Houston's great. Yeah, they're all. They great. all were. But um, I thought that she was just fantastic. Lloyd. Yeah, I, I, I mean that whole cast. That cast was, super was pretty good. stellar. Unfortunately, I mean, but she's great. We're gonna lose well. Raul Julia, obviously. Well, yeah. he, we lost him, but I mean, well, we won't have him on the show. It'd be great if they could get everybody back as voice actors for the show. Yeah, uh, but uh, once it again, be, I don't they're know. They're making who it sound. It said cast. something about how, how she's coping with a tragedy that befell her her family two decades. Oh, earlier. that's how you write out Raul Julia. because yeah. Gomez, so, you just write off Gomez died. Yeah. Because in real life he did, and you, and then you could have everybody else reprise their roles as voice acting. I I think that would be sweet. Yeah. If they you go know, that I, I route, doubt that's, that's sweet. the direction that Wait, they'll go. Is it live with action it. though? It's live yeah. action. It is live it's action. Live. Yeah, and it's going to be a series. It's not a movie. It's going to be a series. Which this is going to be the first time that Tim Burton has directed a series. Yeah, a, a TV series. Well. So you know maybe maybe it'll just be. You know, eight episodes that'll drive you nuts, Rich. You know, maybe I've, maybe it'll be stunning for eight episodes with a terrible story times uh, times eight. The, but maybe it'll be good. The thing with Tim Burton, like I, I was with Tim Burton all the way up through until his remake of Planet of the Apes. Ooh, that was um, bad. Mars Attacks. <laughs> Mars Attacks. I would Mars argue is his last good uh, movie. Big Fish. The Big Fish come out. Big before. Fish was, that was after. Big Fish was after. That I would was say good Big one. Fish is his last good movie. But um, like you know, talk about such a tragedy in like filmmaking you know you have beetlejuice you have the batman movies oh yeah edward scissorhands ed wood like there was a he, time where he was, a he, great was director. he was the best director at the time like one of the best but then know? he became oh, the kooky guy yeah and then he just lost it with plenty of apes and then like from there just kind of once computers came it, it just i don't know to be fair he lost it before him. then because Superman Reborn, which we never got to see, he, that he was he was working on that or would have been around the around time of Planet time? of the Apes. So oh, therefore, technically, that? I think he lost it there, which we yeah. never got to see. Thankfully, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just wasn't that the one with on. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And they did a they did mil- hundreds of millions of dollars worth of like production, costumes yeah. and production for it, and never shot and never shot shit. Like they didn't shoot anything outside of test footage. Well, I remember seeing the documentary about that. Oh, and then, so good. And then um, the the uh, 
the pictures, the the drawings they had of what Brainiac was oh, going to yeah. look like. I was like, what the? F-? How about how about the fact that the, the that script all comes about from a treatment that Kevin Smith wrote? Oh yeah, and then they fired Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith tells a great story about the that. Spider, and spider from just, West. yeah, fucking John <laughs> Peters was West. it? John, is I think yeah, John Peters. Yeah, the Wild Wild West spider first was like forced onto him into the Superman. Yeah, if you've never seen if yeah. you've never seen an evening with Kevin Smith, the first one, there's a, a bunch of them. Trust me, they're good to watch. Uh, he talks about his meeting of John Peters. John Peters was going to be he was the hardcore producer of the Batman movies I guess how and allegedly how he got John Peters got his start in Hollywood before he was a producer he was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser wow and he was oh, like, yeah, yeah. and then because Kevin Smith makes a joke in Hollywood, you fail upwards. Yeah, and so, so that he 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 was big on the, he was Tim Burton's guy for that. So he then was going to make this uh, uh, Superman flick, and there's all these issues and problems uh, with him. And he's like, he's like, he's like, do you know anything about grizzly bears? They're the most they're the most dangerous killers in the, in the animal kingdom. And then finally, he comes back around, and he's like, he's like, do you know anything about spider? He's like, I want a giant spider in the final act. Yeah. You know, Brainiac fighting a giant spider. And he was like, why? And he goes, do you know anything about spiders? The most vicious killers in the insect world. Yeah. So fast forward, Kevin Smith gets fed. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You got you to gotta watch but it. But this guy became obsessed with getting a giant mechanical so, spider. So he, he, he got invited to a movie that John Peters produced. The name of the movie was Wild Wild West. Wow. And of course, wild. In, in the third act, there's a giant fucking spider. Because there's a mechanical spider. Yep. So like, he, he and Kevin it. Smith went... Son of a bitch. He did it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's fun times, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I haven't had faith in Tim Burton since. So, no, I, would, I, I would say Planet of the Apes is probably the downfall. And then, like, his re, his, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, real, oh my God, I hate real that movie. sus. That's uh, so bad. He, he, Alice in Wonderland. How do you mess up a hundred year old story? It's just devastating because, like, he was one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Directors. I love, and by the way, I love the Batman movies, yeah. which, which a lot of people are on the fence. I'm like, they're great movies. Yeah, they're great. Like, for a guy who never read comic books, Batman, they're great movies. Batman Returns is one of my favorites. And, and then, because uh, that's something else you find out from Kevin Smith. Yeah. When Kevin Smith says that he stole an idea from him, like, joking about it, you'll have to read. It, just watch it because it's better. Uh, the response that he gets back from Tim Burton, the, the reporter got back from Tim Burton was, if anybody who knows me knows I've never read a comic book. Yeah. And, the, and then Kevin Smith goes, that explains the Batman movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they were good. But Edward Scissorhands was great. I mean, you could make a lot of arguments for a lot of his early on stuff was great. And then, yeah. I don't know. He just Pee-wee's Big Adventure is amazing. <laughs> I think he just became too much that I'm the kooky artsy guy. Yeah. And you don't have to tell stories when I'm telling visual masterpieces. And I think that's what it was. Was it the, was the movie The Death of Superman Lives or something? I think is, that's the name of the movie. The yeah. Documentary. Yeah. Check it out. It's really good. It is amazing. It is a really good documentary. You get to see all sorts of stuff, including uh, you get to see uh, Nick Cage and the Superman get up yeah. with long hair. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, Tim Burton, Wednesday, I'm cautiously optimistic yeah i love how that's the new word <laughs> i like the poster for it did you guys see the poster where it's like her silhouette yes. and she's playing like a big cello with a knife like a butcher knife nice. so it's cool looking uh you know we'll see how it goes i wonder uh, where pugsley's gonna be in all this no idea there was no casting news not really much that we found out but i think it would be really cool if it continued on the story from the uh from the movies from, from Adam's family know, 30 values. years ago yeah. but you know, I, I don't think that that's the route they're going to go with it, but you know, yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. I'd love to see Christina Ricci play that role again. You know, that's that's all I'm saying, but not going to hold my breath for it. But either way, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking recently with a publication called NME, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. I am not. 
Uh, but John Carpenter uh, mentioned that there's a possibility of a sequel to The Fog, uh, as well as some of his other movies. Um, and he did say that he would be very much open to it happening. So, uh, you know, I, I just watched The Fog again this past week. You know, it's one of my absolute all-time favorite movies. And, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel if it's done right, as long as it's not like the remake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a big fan of The Fog. Yeah, The, the original. Let's, 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 the original <laughs> let's, make sure we, uh, let's make sure we all uh, make that reference. I, I yeah. know that's, it needs to go without being said, but I don't want to get quoted ever as liking the remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, uh, no, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I mean, as long as Carpenter's involved, I mean, they've been doing some pretty good stuff, bringing back his uh, former Properties. works. And uh, making sequels of them. So I, I have no, I have zero problems with it, man. Uh, I, as long as it's somewhere between the thing in, uh, in Halloween 2018, we'll be all right. I know Mike doesn't like Halloween 2018, but for those of us, the rest of us who do, yeah. uh, you know, I think the prequel to the thing, which we didn't even know was a fucking prequel until it happened. I, I think yeah. that, uh, that was really good. And I liked, I did so really enjoy it. Would have, it would have so been good. better if they allowed them to keep the original effects, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Good. But it still was good. And I loved how it picked up in the story. And I love how you get the aha moment towards the end. Yeah. Like, like if, if you, watch you watch the watch, movie back, you can get, you can get all of the clues. But yeah, at the if end, you watch you John Carpenter's right afterwards too, just the, 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 it links right up. Know, yeah. I mean, just the, the distance that they went to in that movie to make things identical to what happened in John Carpenter's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The, it literally the set and everything. Right up. Yeah. yeah the it's set amazing. pieces are just like, like perfect. And obviously so, you can, uh, I, I, you know, some people will be like, well, obviously you can do that. Cause that happened in the past. You're just caught. That's true. But here's the thing. The fact that they spent so much time on the details to make it exactly how it was. That's why that movie was like, so good. Yeah, the, they were the, way, the condition of that other camp. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you all right? Well, there? Any... Are you, you having a seizure on your end? <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my earpiece fell out of my head. Ah, okay, that, it's got the say. microphone on it. Okay, so, that makes sense now. Sorry okay, about that. we're but, we're just worried about you for a minute there because that was kind of weird. The fog. Uh, it needs to. The, <laughs> the fog got me. There was something in the fog. It was the, the fog. Got you. The ghost pirates, or um, maybe maybe it was the father of the young lady in the Gremlins movie. But you wouldn't expect yeah. a movie about ghost pirates to actually be so good, and it is. And I, mean, I love it's got it's it's a great ghost story, but it's also if you really you know watch it and pay attention to it, it's a slasher movie too that was done well. Yeah, in a way, well, well, you know, it's yeah. it's got uh, it's got, it's got different elements. layers to it. I agree with and, all of that. Um, but here's the thing: if you would have pitched, I don't know. Who had the cojones to pitch the movie? Think yeah. about if you just take the premise of the movie, not what you find out, like Ghost what you know, pirates. and you pitch that to somebody who is like, man, I'm green lighting this film. Yeah. Let alone the fact that it's an amazing movie. But think about it, just the premise alone. I've been like, pirates you coming wanna, after their gold. Like, we're, that, that's something we would talk about for $40 films. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I got an idea, guys. Yeah. Ghost pirates. So many ways. Just saying. So many ways that would have been a bad movie, but John Carpenter is a genius. Maybe Gus Chiggins will be in the sequel. What um? But who's the old man at the beginning telling the story? I think it's Gus Chiggins. It might as well be. I think. I, it might <laughs> but he's a famous. <laughs> the old prospector. He, Haley Mills. He's a famous. <laughs> Haley Mills. He's a famous actor, I think. Um, uh, but, Houseman. John Houseman. Is it John Houseman? Or yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Um. He. They need. He's dead, but they need. Yeah. They need to bring back that element of like this campfire ghost tale, um, which. Which is one of the things that just sets that movie off in the right direction is the kids around the campfire listen to this old man tell a ghost story. I love it. Yeah. And I, I think I, I hope that they do. I mean, like I said, 
Uh, did, did, was there any? Uh, was, they were doing it with that N NME, right? Did you say that? Is that who's doing it? No, NME is the that magazine. Was, that, so that was a magazine. Okay, that was a magazine you spoke with. New Musical Express, we, British magazine. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Can we? Can if, if, I need confirmation that Blumhouse is doing this movie? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying. And they're not saying. I, they, 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 haven't, they haven't production. said who. They haven't yeah, said who is. But, but if, if if it goes to production and it's Blumhouse, man, I I I don't care. You, I I'm not going to make the comment I was going to make because it's too it's too raw for everybody. But yeah. trust me, I will sit in a movie theater for that. This I'm was just uh, Carpenter saying like he's open to the possibility. He's open to it, and yeah. he was saying that. He he was Make open to a lot of his other things, which a lot of people have wanted to see a sequel to the uh, to other uh, thing. Excuse me. And he, I, I believe it was in the same article. It might have been a different publication, but he's gone on record recently saying that he really wants to work with um, um, Kurt Russell again. Oh yeah! So yes. oh my god! Do it. Can anybody another, say the thing too? No, I need Jack Burton. Another Jack Burton adventure. Uh. The Big Trouble no. in Little China. Ah, uh, that would be great. That I know you're so, a big fan of that. So. Oh man, if they did, if they did something with Jack Burton, or I mean, the thing a sequel would be great. But um, all the way, if he's collaborating with Kurt Russell again, we need more Jack Burton. Well, at one point they were talking about a, a remake of that with The Rock, weren't they, or a sequel? Fuck the Rock that, was supposed fuck, to be fuck playing. That shit. Don't ever. I he do, was going to be starring. No, no, Jack Burton. actually, no, 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 no. I, I, I do uh, vaguely remember that. I, I remember it's not, it's not bullshit. But that shouldn't happen. They should never do that. They're still, as of August 2018, they were still talking about a sequel. But they're also saying that they have no intention of replacing Kurt Russell by recasting The Rock as Jack Burton. Yeah, new character. So I, I don't know. It but it sounds new. like that's something that's still um, that, that's still on the table. It's still, in the, I don't know. it's still in the aether, if you will. You know what Jack yeah. Burton always says? The check is in the mail. Yeah. Anyways, I wasn't a fan of that movie. <laughs> I fell asleep one night at your house years ago. We went out drinking one night and came back, and that's what you wanted to watch. Yeah. We had a couple girls over. We put that on. I was out in like ten minutes. I they loved it. it too. The best part about it is you were out and bounce wow wow with the professor happened. You missed out. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know, who would have known the big trouble in Little China? May, you know, it's, it's is, a hit. Is a, it's a hit. Is an aphrodis- Is an aphrodisiac, baby. Always <laughs> a hit. With- they were, well, they were laughing the whole time. Like it's a funny movie. It was a, fu- it's a, it's it's a, a fun great movie. movie. I like. I do like the movie. I will be honest. And then we had sex on top of Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a dream. While listening, <laughs> while, while listening to no sex in the champagne room. Yeah, he didn't even. He didn't even flinch. Yeah. Good stuff, Now man. I feel like Rosemary deep, Woodhouse. Deep, <laughs> deep, like deep, deep sleep. Now I know how Rosemary Woodhouse felt, you know, and when the devil was impregnating her in, in uh, Rosemary's baby. Yes. Yeah. You know, this this isn't a dream. This is really happening. That's true. That really happened. It's true. It's what, true. What have you done to its eyes? Uh, some bad news this week. Now, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Rich, I know you said you have. Bad news? Uh, the professor, professor didn't even know it existed, even though we talked about it multiple times with him on the show. Amazon's Truth Seekers, the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost production, has already been canceled after one season. That sucks. Yeah, it was good. If you guys haven't, it's still, you can still watch it on Amazon if uh, if you want. It is very good. I, I enjoyed it because, once again, I'm, I love what Simon Pegg and Nick Frost do together. It's, it's 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 super awesome in my opinion. I mean, that's, I've been a big fan of theirs for a long time. 
Uh, I just think this is a casualty of the the arms race and the stream wars, man. There's a lot of stuff that got canceled in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's because they're trying to pony up more money because right now what the big thing is is buying Hollywood movies because there is no end date in sight. And, uh, you know, some, some, some studios are still gung-ho on we're going to put our movie in the uh, theater, i.e. Disney with, with Black Widow, yeah. uh, which a lot of people are like, eh, that could be a mistake. And other studios are like, man, I can make a shit ton of money I can at least make some of my investment back or guaranteed money that I spent on the movie back by selling it to Netflix yeah. or selling it to HBO Max or what you know HBO Max Warner owns a lot of their own but they are buying them as well uh, and, and other companies are buying these movies Apple TV recently has been putting in some big offers Amazon has been putting in some big offers to get these blockbuster movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 onto the on the screens for people and they, they are being released to the theaters that are open at the same time much like the hbo max deal that we've talked about in the past yeah and uh netflix is look at all that the lineup that netflix just announced what was it a few weeks ago they have like 50 movies that cost them like over like more, the cheapest one was like fucking 25 million dollars and they're they've so they have all these blockbusters and I think that's where it is. Everybody's yeah. going to this arms race, man. And uh, it's not bad because, uh, listen, streaming is the way. We've we've talked about this for years. At this point in this juncture, at this point in juncture, we all, you know, it used to be back in the day, like, oh, you know, my friend has Netflix, and that was it. Yeah. And then, okay, with somebody, some people have Hulu. Now, I it's I think it's something ridiculous. Like ninety percent of United States households have at least one streaming service. Oh yeah. And out, and then like seventy percent or seventy five percent have multiple. Jeez, I have. Oh, like I have, I have Hulu, Netflix, Shutter. Uh, I have, um, my God, what a Criterion Channel. Um, what what else? There's one uh, Amazon Prime. So that's five, dude. Like I have, I, I the, just just the major ones. I have all. I have Disney Plus, Hulu, uh, HBO Max, uh, Shutter. Yeah. Uh, well, Plex takes care of a lot right. because my friend just uploads stuff. I have, Disney. I have, because I just bought a new iPhone. I have Apple TV Plus for a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that gives me some other things. I have Amazon Prime, so I have all yeah. of that access. And then on top of that, you know, like you go to the wrestling world. You talk about me watching pro wrestling. I have, I have independentwrestling.tv. I have the WWE Network. So within the next month, I will now have Peacock because yeah. it's going to the Peacock, which that was a big coup for them. Because once again, arms race, you need to have things that people are watching. If, if yeah. you have a couple million people, it'll join your subscription service based upon just one item they're watching that's good for you because it's bad for your your opponents because that's what everybody's trying to run to do i mean that's why it was a big deal remember when hbo max paid what was it half a billion dollars for south park yeah like just but think about it they got millions of people who signed up because they want to watch south park yeah it's 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 this is where they're going and i think that's unfortunately for that is either you got to have a hit tv show Right out the gates, and I mean huge numbers. Like it's got to be Mandalorian numbers, yeah. You know, it, guaranteed right off the bat, or it's it's going to go the way of you know the dinosaurs. Seekers. Right, you, and unfortunately, so you've seen show. it. It's, yeah. yeah, it's good. Oh, I listen. Take the time and watch. It's not. It's, it doesn't take awful long to watch. Very good. It is what you expect it to be. Yeah, it is a Nick Frost, Simon Pegg show. So you've watched Spaced. Yes, Spaced was one of Spaced the all time amazing, <laughs> one of the all time best shows ever. Spaced is probably. Well, it, that was the top start five. Of it yeah, Space is my top is in my top five of comedy shows of all time. Yeah, and it's probably in my top ten or twenty TV shows period of all time. Yeah. it's amazing. Well, Edgar Wright and uh, Frost and mm-hmm. Peck were all involved in that. So that was good. their first baby. So good. If you ever if you've never seen Space, uh, check it out. You What's can. What's the find name it. of the artist that lived down in the basement Fuck. apartment? 
He, it's been he, a while. He was really now, now you're gonna make me. Now you're yeah. gonna make me do a rewatch of Space because I oh, probably so haven't funny. seen it in like uh, easily five to ten years. He's my favorite character in that. Uh, so good. But anyways, yeah, those guys are great. So uh, check it out. I'm, like I said, Amazon's not gonna take down the first season. So check it out. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out, Professor. Check it out. Check it out. Ba-da-dun. So back to good news here. Uh, so we we recently uh, reported that. Buffalo Bill's house from the Silence of the Lambs was for sale. Well, it's sold. That's not the good news because, no, you cannot buy it. But you can soon, you'll be able to stay in it overnight because the new owner plans to open it up for, among other things, overnight stays. Well, that sounds delightful. I'm, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Let's do I it. I don't think it's terribly far from here. It's down in Pennsylvania somewhere. If I had, um, if I had the rights to uh, Goodbye White Horses... You know what we'd be doing right now. <laughs> well, you know you, what? We could always rent me? the house out for the night and we could reenact I'd that. Because I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. That's yeah. so good. Um, yeah. I And you were talking about they, they might build the well because the well was shot on a set. Yeah. Yeah. It was That was done on a soundstage. Uh, a lot of what happened in the basement in the movie uh, was done on a soundstage. They have a little like coal cellar down there and i guess some of it was was shot in there but most of what happened in the basement was done on a sound stage but the first floor like where she goes up to the house and she's at the door with him and looking in that was all shot inside if, of the house if, the kitchen was you know the real kitchen and everything and he's going to to apparently um you know put together a lot of things that are going to make it look like it did in the film if i'm paying and, to stay uh, there i'm staying at the bottom of the well like you and precious yeah I'm, like, definitely, lowering, I'm definitely lowering the lotion to the professor. Yeah, like it puts I want the lotion on its. Skin I want it to be the real deal. The again. Yeah. Listen, uh, I, I just want to throw out who what, what is what is the better version of that? The the original Science of the Lambs or Joe Dirt? Oh, <laughs> Come oh, on, man. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Joe Listen, Joe Dirtay is good. Yes. Don't try to church it up, son. We all know it's dirt. <laughs> Dirtay. Oh, so good. But yeah, no, I'm I'm all for this. I I would definitely. I, I'm sure it's going to be rather pricey. Oh yeah. But I I, I think if we uh, could pull our sources together, there's that would be a cool video, nonetheless, just to go and hang out and stay the night or there, or even just if they give out tours, just take a tour. Yeah, and then they whoever there will be tours. Just be aware be the owner might turn the lights off and watch you using night vision. That's fine. Yes. Because you know what yes. he's going to watch me do. He's going to watch me do the pee pee dance. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if I'm there, I'm tucking. Doing I don't happy care. Dance. Let's be a... tuck and roll, buddy. Tuck and roll. And, yeah, and then we won't be able to use any uh, of that footage. The house is in a, in a town called Periopolis, Pennsylvania. Uh, it looks like it's actually outside of Pittsburgh area. So it's in southern, like southwestern uh, Pennsylvania. So it actually is quite a few hours from here. I was going to say seven, seven, six. Oh, no. If it's outside of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's a seven-hour drive from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a long way. So Long yeah, way. it's about seven, eight hour drive. Probably easy. So, I'd have to look it up. But if it's outside of Pittsburgh, that's a seven hour drive. So, but I'm still we could go to Camp Crystal Lake three times in that amount of time. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying I'm still game. Forth. Yeah, let's I'm do still it. game. We'll, we'll we'll get hotel rooms. Uh, we'll we'll bring we'll bring uh, your friend Ron with us so you can share a hotel room with Ron. We should we should oh, go to yeah. Camp Crystal Lake. We should drive there and back until it's the amount of time that it would take to get to that the it would actual... take like for one trip. <laughs> yeah, and then arrive. Yes. Well, we have that to. Uh, we seems have to like eat. a good use. Of we time. have to. We have to eat at the Blair's Town Diner, though, because it looks. Tasty. Did I not say that this was going to be one of our worst shows ever? <laughs> All right, we got more news though. 
Got a couple more things. So there's been a couple of series that uh, we're already getting uh, additional seasons for. And uh, the first one, HBO Max, has already ordered a second season of Gremlin's Secret of the Mogwai, despite not, despite not even giving a premiere date for season one yet. So obviously they like what they're seeing for the animated series Gremlin's Secret of the Mogwai, because we're getting season two as well. As I pointed Mogwai. out, uh, as I pointed out in our pre-production, it kind of goes back. It is definitely part of that streaming arms war. And where this falls in getting it without sight unseen is Cobra Kai. Because Cobra Kai showed that you could take a beloved uh, series from the uh, 1980s and kind of put a fresh coat of paint on it and throw it out to the world and the world loves it. And this animated series, which does take back, it's a prequel technically. I do believe it's taking back yes. back in uh, ancient China. But uh, at the same point in Juncture, it is still tied to Gremlins. And Gremlins is very beloved, man. People love Gremlins. Gremlins sells, NECA, NECA sells out Gremlins figures. And, you know, we all still talk about it. Shit, it, it's it's a great movie. It's a great franchise. And I'm assuming that's what they're looking at. They're looking at money in the bank. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, too, if this thing does the uh, the numbers that they're thinking that it's going to when people download it and watch it, this may be what we finally where we finally get Gremlins 3. Yeah, that's that is a possibility. It, it may finally get that rolling. Yeah. That would be great. It still I'm a, blows I'm my a big, mind that that hasn't happened in the I'm last a big fan years. of two, even though it's radically different from the first movie. I I appreciate two quite a bit. Yeah, oh, it's um, fun. That's and, a lot of I'm fun. I'm not a huge fan of it. But. And and uh the first Gremlins movie is so very very good. I was going to say the first like, Gremlins movie is iconic. Yeah. I will say this about part Second 2. Part 2 is just it's, it's just ridiculous. fun. Like it's ridiculous. It's a satire. It's parody. Yeah. It's like like if you go into it looking for a good movie, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. But if you go into it realizing that at one point juncture they break the fourth wall using Hulk Hogan, then you're okay. Well, and Joe Dante clearly had some things to say about Hollywood and movie making. Oh, he 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 definitely. Uh, it is definitely a uh, uh, what is it shitting all over the Hollywood machine. Yeah, it really does. It's a lot of fun. Um, the I mean this I I think this would be a guaranteed success. This show that they're doing the secret of the Mogwai. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and a lot of people have uh, online. There's a lot of memes showing how similar uh, Mogwai look to um, what Groku. What's the name of the baby Yoda? I'm gonna, Grogu. It's Grogu. Grogu. You said you said yeah, it right. Yeah. Um, to Groku. You know, like, and I never really thought about the design of those creatures. It's the same, like Yoda's species is pretty much. It's like a furry Yoda. Yeah, yeah. is pretty much the Mogwai. <laughs> pretty much, it's a furry Yoda. Yeah. So it works out perfectly. Spielberg, Lucas, everything, it all connects. Ah. Oh, man. It's all it's the Illuminati. The yeah. Illuminati has, has given its ugly I've face I've got again. a chart with, like, the pins and the, the you yarn think he's, going You think he's joking. Here. He really does. Yeah. That's amazing. That was amazing. That was some good insight there. you got to see this. <laughs> well, the last piece of news we got this week, uh, Shudder has ordered a third season of Creepshow. Season two has not even premiered yet. That's coming April 1st, but season three is also expected to premiere in 2021. So this coming year, we're getting not one, but two full seasons of Creepshow on Shudder. Awesome. This, this is the closest thing to a slam dunk that Shudder is ever going to have. Let's be honest. They yes. already know. Creepshow, the, the first season of Creepshow has been so acclaimed. People are chomping at the bit to see it. They, yeah. did, the best, they did the best idea ever to moving it to AMC after the fact. Because yeah. I've heard that Shudder's numbers have gone up in uh, recently in the past couple months. 
in anticipation Probably, yes. of Creepshow 2 because you get to see season two well before it hits AMC again. And and with this news, you get to see season three well before it hits AMC because they did this they did this a smart way. And it's a great show. We we all were we were very appreciative of Creepshow season one. And I can't wait to see what they go, you know, bigger, badder, better. They they've they've held the other than the trailer, the little trailer we got to see of it that you know that they put out this past week. Which looks uh, great. Yeah, it does look great, but they, you know what? Tight to the vest. I love it. It's just yeah. like season one. They kept everything pretty much tight to the vest until right yep. before it dropped, and they gave you some synopsis of the stories. But remember, me and you were uh, talking about it, Mike, when they did season one. The synopsises were still so vague. They, yeah. they gave you a little taste, but they didn't give you the whole story. And then when you watched it, you went, I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah. And I think that they've handled everything about this series so far with the first season coming into the second season so well that this is the closest thing to a sure bet you're ever going to have for Shudder. And, you know, and here's the thing with Shudder. Um, it, it's something where I kind of feel like the, the service has been kind of floundering over the last year or two. There hasn't really been as much stuff as, as I would have liked to have seen on it. Uh, so I've been a little disappointed with their products over the last maybe year. And, you know, you got to think that a lot of it's got to deal with the pandemic. Um, you know, maybe it wouldn't quite be this way if, if it was in a normal world. But they really need to strike while the iron's hot. I mean, this, this is something that people are watching this. Make new series. Make some more original movies. You know, make a bunch of stuff and get it out there and get, get people watching this. Because it is a great concept. And it is a great well, streaming it's, service. It's one of the best streaming services. But, like... I don't think there's been any diminishing quality. I think everything I, I they think do is good the value. Yeah. But the problem is this, there's two, there's two factors that play a part in this. Of course, the first, enough. the first factor is the pandemic. Of course, yeah. uh, they were the, a lot of their exclusives are foreign films. Uh, they, they're, yeah. they're actually one of the biggest curators of bringing foreign films to the United States. And we've saw some of them. We've uh, actually mentioned, you know, we, we make fun of the fact that I thought it was called the, the, the furries for a while, but it's the furries, yeah. <laughs> but it has a really good movie. And boar was a lot of fun as well. And, you know, and then you do have the more, the more American movies like haunt that they brought. And so like, unfortunately the bigger studios have been able to go back to shooting, but the small studios, the independent studios that shutter relies on to, to bring them movies have not come, you know, aren't back up and running. They can't afford to, uh, which is kind of, it's kind of crappy. I'm assuming that'll come start changing now that we're getting into a trend where things are going to be a little better. Cause I heard Australia is in a real good place with uh, COVID currently. So, you know, you're going to start seeing some of that and the Australia movies were really good that they were putting on uh, yeah. shutter. The second thing is it is also a casualty of the stream wars because the bigger properties, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, the Friday the 13th, the, you know, and that ilk of the world where you would usually see some of them on the the service to kind of pique people's interest are selling to HBO Max or Netflix or Amazon or whoever to have exclusive rights to them for their arsenal. Because I do believe, what was it, uh, Friday the 13th has uh, uh, HBO Max as the exclusive Uh, for that. No, they're they've only got the uh, the new line ones on there. So like um, Freddy versus Jason, Jason goes to hell. Okay. Uh, it's got those on there. Yeah, but the Paramount, but the rest ones, of them are not. Okay, so I'm just saying I don't know if they hold the rights to to stream the other ones too because HBO Max likes to do what the old Netflix thing was and they take things off and put things on. They don't yeah, they don't Paramount, keep it on forever. Friday uh, Fridays one through eight uh, I've been seeing them popping up again on like stars and stars encore which they tend to do like in the off season and by off season I mean like not Halloween time uh, and AMC tends to get them from time okay, to time so that might well. be good for them but I know Nightmare on Elm Street signed with somebody too uh, the, the Nightmare the Nightmare on Elm Street movies I do believe actually I think HBO Max does have at least the first one 
Right. Maybe one and two. I just don't. I don't know exactly where they've landed completely. My point is that yeah. that's the, the bigger title names are getting sold. Yeah. To, for to streaming rights to bigger streaming, and of course they have more money to spend. Like yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a dumb move. So I mean, uh, the fact that I still I still feel you're getting still quality stuff from Shutter anyways because you're getting a lot of the smaller stuff that you can't see over there, and they keep bringing in the stuff that you know those co- those companies aren't going to bring in. I mean, so, I mean, it's still value. I just hope that as things go on, it opens up more, they're going to be able to do it. And I mean, obviously, Creepshow Season 2 starting April 1st will be big for them and then coming into Season 3 later in the year. So, obviously, they have that going for them. And I do believe Curse Films is uh, still a go, correct? The second season of Curse Films? Yeah. Still yep, a go? Yes. Yeah, they do have some original content coming. They have, they have, it is a shame that it's not a lot more um, because yeah, That's their, movies the are, their movies are great because they are and their, their shows have been really good too. So, yeah. you know, I just, I, I hope that when things stabilize in the world and they get back to normal, that it really does take off because it is a good uh, streaming service. And I would like to see more, you know, of the classics on there too. They do tend to get them briefly and then they move along. But like you said, they sell to the bigger streaming services out there, but I'd like to see them get more of that and, and just, you know, keep, keep firing out with these new, uh, Firing off new uh, series on there because they're good at it. So, you know, we'll see. Time will tell. Hopefully we get more, though. Yeah. All right. Is that it for the news this week, Mike? That would be it. All right. So that means if you want to talk to us this uh, about anything we say on the show or anything uh, in general, if you just want to say hi to the professor and get to find out where the Lone Rangers will be touring, <laughs> uh, you can do that uh, by hitting us up on the social medias. We're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure you're following all those and use that hashtag HZ607. Of course, if you uh, want all the information you can get, including everything I talk about here and more, you can go ahead and visit 8 22productions.com that'll give you all the links and everything else and as well as well as long letting you know what we're doing here uh also on there you can find the link to the twitch channel twitch.tv slash podcast uh, eventually we'll have to have another uh, movie watch along there's a couple of them that we have definitely that we want to do we were kind of trying to wait for mike because mike wanted to be a part of it yeah. but uh if it gets too much longer we might have to watch veloso pastor or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll save llama for when mike's back i'm just saying yeah yeah i can't wait to watch that with you guys that was that was one of the most enjoyable experiences i've had watching a movie in as long as i can remember absolutely <laughs> and uh of course if you'd like to support us monetarily you can do that at patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions uh for those little one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content plus you help support us and that's always a good thing and for a dollar it's not that bad so uh, you can do that once again. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Mike C, though, I'm sure you have this week's Horror Zone trivia question. I do. And before we get to the trivia question, I just want to uh, kind of give our, our listeners a little idea of what's coming up with the rest of the show today. Uh, coming up in the second segment, we've got a wonderful, glowing review of the new uh, movie Saint Maud uh, wow. that the professor is going to give us. You know, he's, he's a big fan of this. He loved the movie. He can't wait to give you his uh, his opinions of it. I'm sure it's going to be a 10 out of 10. We're going to find out, though. We're going to find out coming up in a little bit. We're also going to be getting into the mind of the professor. Oh, so that's also going to be coming up uh, in segment two. Uh, so just stick around. You know, this is going to be fun. I can't wait to hear what he says. Some of the questions that I have for him here. But uh, we will get inside the mind of the professor. Uh, but before we do any of that, yes, it is this. It is time for this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question and i'm just gonna let you know 
this week is another slam dunk. It's going to be an easy one for you guys, I think. If you don't get this, you're not really horror fans. So this oh. one should be pretty easy. But the next couple of weeks, I'm going to challenge you guys. And I don't know that you guys are going to know the answers, but I got some hard ones coming up because I've given you too many easy ones lately. So there's going to be some more difficult questions coming up in the next few weeks. But this one should be pretty easy. So without further ado, the question is, in Night of the Living Dead, the opening scene features a brother and sister in a cemetery. The sister's name, of course, is Barbara. What is her brother's name? One more time. In Night of the Living Dead, the opening scene features a brother and sister in a cemetery. The sister's name, of course, is Barbara. What is her brother's name? The answer, coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. To the zone before the break i asked this week's horror zone 607 trivia question the question was in night of the living dead the opening scene features a brother and sister in a cemetery the sister's name of course is barbara what oh, is God. her brother's name all right i'm gonna go for it i was gonna say georgie but it's johnny i would i would have loved if you said georgie that was uh, initially i was like Georgie? 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 I'm going to go with Johnny. Rich, you got a guess? I mean, I hope the professor was right with that, but he could be wrong. That's not an answer. <laughs> Did, you... <laughs> Did you have a different answer? Or George, go with no, I, I, I actually, I had this. I was thinking the same thing, which is bad. So uh, hopefully he's right, because if he's wrong, I'm going to be fucking mad. You were thinking Georgie, too? <laughs> You were also thinking Georgie and Ned, Ned Bryant. Well, no, I was doing the Georgie, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, I'm I know gonna, it is yeah. it. That's that why is it. Answer. That is it. I've had enough. The correct answer, of course, is Johnny. All there right, it is. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. get it right. See, uh, I said, but how bad is it that the professor, the smartest man of all of horror podcasting, when he said Johnny, I'm like, do I have to second guess my guess? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked you. Wait, That's why I made it, it sound like, yeah, oh, he may not be right uh, here. Is so. it Johnny? Is it Johnny? <laughs> you know, the, the bad part is I psyched myself up because we did all the jokes about Georgie during just when we weren't, you know, in between, we kind of talked to each other and we were doing this whole Georgie, George. Georgie. <laughs> George, stop it, Georgie. Johnny, angry Johnny. Does yes. anybody remember that song? Pope? Oh, jeez. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to blow well, you well, away. Speaking about it, it, killing us. As if us. we haven't had enough of the professor already in this show, yeah. this whole second segment is all about <laughs> the professor. Ah. So... We are going to be getting into the mind of the professor here in just a moment, which is a very dangerous place to go. But before we get there, I know that you've been uh, clamoring, just absolutely frothing at the mouth 
to bring us a wonderful, wonderful review of A24's St. Maud. Saint, did you say St. Maud? St. Maud. <laughs> Maud. St. Maud. Yeah, St. Maud. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I was I was totally amped for this movie. Um, this was this is an A24 production, and I'm I know you guys aren't particular fans of this studio, but I think they do have some really good movies. Uh, generally, I uh, am pleased and. So, like, there was a lot of hype. Um, St. Maud debuted on the festival circuit back in September of 2019. It was originally set for April 2020 U.S. theatrical release. So, because of the pandemic, obviously, um, yeah, that got pushed off. Then it was pushed to July 2020, and then it was totally pulled from any release schedule. There was, like, no no sign of this movie ever coming out. And, like, the buzz was real. Everybody was saying, this is a scary movie. This is great. And uh, finally, it was released at, at limited run theaters January 2021, and it was uh, on video on demand uh, as of February 12th, 2021. Um, so I sought it out immediately. Um, as I said, there was lots of buzz. So um, I'll, I'll get into just giving you a little bit of a plot summary here. Um, well, and some just background. Uh, written, directed, debut um, movie by Rose Glass um, and... She has a few short films under her belt, but uh, basically this is her big feature film debut um, as writer-director. Um, it stars uh, Morphid Clark as Maud, Jennifer L. as Amanda, Lily Fraser as Carol. Those are probably like the three major characters right there. Um, so it's a story uh, told from the perspective of Maud, who is um, she's a healthcare worker who under mysterious circumstances loses a patient. Um, and uh, after some time, you, you get a sense like it's a very experimental, abstract type of movie. But after some time, um, uh, you she gets hired as a hospice care uh, for this famous dancer named Amanda, um, who's dying of cancer. Um, so Maud has, um, as a result of her previous failure as a healthcare worker, uh, losing a patient, um, she's become deeply devoted to religion, especially Christianity. And uh, to the point where she believes she hears the voice of God speaking to her, um, she says, it, and it gets into some kind of psychosexual issues with like her saying she feels him inside of her and all that kind of stuff. Um, and she's the narrator of the story, Maud's the narrator, and right out of the gate you get a sense that you can't really, she's an unreliable narrator. Um, and anyways, so she's she is taking care of this dancer who's dying. And uh, she believes uh, that she can help save Amanda, the dancer's soul. Um, she makes this her personal mission. And uh, Maud and Amanda kind of form an initial friendship, a little bit of a bond. Um, but that doesn't last long because Maud essentially comes into conflict with Amanda's views on life, religion, her lifestyle, especially uh, Amanda's lover, Carol, um, becomes kind of the, the, drives a rift between the two. Um, and like I said, it's clear early on that there's something wrong with Maud. Um, it might be her mental health um, is compromised or deteriorating or something, or she's being pursued by some malevolent force, some entity, some something supernatural, um, because like she has these visions that are seemingly kind of supernatural, and you know her body goes into spasms that look like kind of like something you would expect from a demonic possession type film. Um, but um, the movie's pretty interesting. I mean, it's open to interpretation. You can, you, you know, put put whatever you want into it, and that's what you'll get out of it. 
Um, it could be taken as an examination of uh, mental health or the possible negative effects of extreme religious devotion um, because, like, what happens when somebody becomes too radical or uncompromising in their beliefs. Um, it's a very short movie. Um, extremely well made, great performances, well shot, some really good images in there, um, great cinematography. So like, it's really well done, but it's very slight. Like it's an hour and 20 minutes. Um, there's like two really scary moments and that's it. So like all the hype about this being one of the scariest movies is not at all true. Um, it's, it's got disturbing moments and you know, I, I'm half and half on this thing. Um, it, it's like a 50% for me. Uh, like, cause I wanted to like it because I could see what the director was going for, but I've just seen it done so many better ways. Like I, I, I kind of hold a lot of more recent horror films like this one, uh, especially involving someone's body being taken over by a malevolent force. I, I hold them up to the uh, the taking of Deborah Logan as kind of a litmus. Like, the taking of Deborah Logan's one of the scariest movies I've seen in recent memory. And anybody I recommend it to watches it or can't even get through it because it's so fucking scary. Um, Except for me, because I didn't like it. But yeah. That's besides the point. Well, uh, like, you're the one exception. Everybody else, like, co-workers, friends, I've recommended taking of Deborah Logan, and they uh, they're like this movie is fucking crazy scary um but anyways like um saint Maud was very disappointing to me um i expected a lot more when people say oh this is the scariest movie i expect it to be the scariest movie and it was not and it's it's more of an examination of how someone's losing their mind and you you get a sense very on very early on that what Maud is seeing is not real and it's part of her deteriorating deteriorating mental health so it's it's uh, 50 50 50 for me which is an f so yeah there's <laughs> that's there's, that's it yeah. oh, it's so intriguing to you you gave it an f 50 yeah like not uh, that's based on my grading criteria um but yeah like uh it, the production it's well made so it gets 50 percent. you made a movie so they made a movie that is works as a movie so 50 percent. yeah but you still didn't you didn't wow me, you know. But anyways, yeah. Mike, you would not like it. Rich, I don't know. Uh, I saw parts of it. It's actually, for those that would like to see it, it's actually available on the uh, premium movie service uh, Epix currently. So you can actually see it on Epix if you want to. Um, that's where I saw some of it. I kind of went back and forth between that and something else. And it just, it, it was it was an A24 movie. I didn't like it. It was too artsy. And it just kind of had a very abrupt ending. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 Kind of brought me back to the turning. Although that one, they just kind of ran out of funds. I think with that one, well, this, <laughs> just said, "Okay, that's a wrap, everybody." To, to be fair, th- this ending was abrupt. I feel like the movie could have been longer and scarier. Um, but the ending image was really cool. Um, not like the turning. The turning just stops. Yeah. But yeah, the you're, turning you're really right. did this, just stop. This movie just felt kind of slight, and it felt like a student film in many ways. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree at least what I saw of it. So, but uh, yeah, yeah if anybody's I, I am interested in seeing to it. say this. I am interested to see what this rose glass comes up with going forward. I mean, clearly there's a visual eye there that, and she can, she, it's interesting enough where I'm, I want to see what she comes up with next. All right. 
Well, for anybody that's listening, uh, you know, if you've seen St. Maud or if you do decide to see it, you know, hit us up on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter and let us know what you think of it. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. You know, I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I kind of have a, I don't know, a dislike for, for the A24 films. I just I went into it just not expecting much and really didn't didn't like what I did see. But I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah. So it's not fair for me to say that. So, you know, it is yeah. what it is. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that you thought yeah. that it was such a wonderful movie and then gave it an F. I mean, that just <laughs> well, <laughs> that, really, that made a lot of sense. Well, uh, maybe an F plus, an F plus, F plus, okay. <laughs> or a D. We'll give it an F plus today. D, D minus, maybe like a like an H, an H plus. H. That's good. That's good, Professor. Thanks. Thanks for that uh, insight. You know, yeah. we're we're glad to to hear that you you loved it and hated it at the same time. Yeah. But I really really want to dig deeper. Very deep. So, so this is uh, the next thing we're going to do here. So Rich and I have actually done this uh, a couple of times over the history of the show, but you were not with us at the time uh, that we did this. So we're going to we're going to kind of get inside your mind here a little bit. And we're going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Oh, I got a list of questions here and, you know, just, you know, just going to throw out a question and just kind of answer it to the best of your ability. And uh, there's no wrong answers here because this is all your opinion. Uh, you could just, you know, choose choose C when in doubt choose C you know just you know we'll go multiple choice if you need to we'll make no this idea. as easy as we can for I have you no idea what I'm in for here <laughs> no I'm just gonna ask you simple don't questions. worry just, it won't hurt just tell me what you think you know, there's like no wrong psych- answer psych test is no it's, it's gonna be it's gonna it's basically like horror questions about yeah. but it's yeah. not like it's not trivia just your it own is opinion, your opinion. it's editorializing okay yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. so you can't have a wrong answer yeah, this time yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is the only way you ace anything anyways yeah <laughs> I, I think he can still fail this. I think he can still fail this. Like somehow. if he mentions something I haven't watched. Well, no, he won't do that. Basically. <laughs> it's not so Go ahead. So Mike, we'll, give we'll him just, the first we'll question right so that way he can he can get a feel. Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to ask you the, the really, really difficult question here first. Okay. Professor, what is your all-time favorite horror film? Oh, my God. Uh, all right. See, he's already getting it wrong, Rich. Uh, I, I mean, I'd, immediately what jumps to mind is like Wreck. Um I, I love really? Wreck. I really so, love Wreck. Uh, but, you know, uh, as far as classics go, uh, man, like, I, I really like uh, Nosferatu, Night of the Hunter. I got, I, I'm going to throw this out to you. How I did this, and it's the best way to do it, because it's honest to God, because it's rapid fire, is to always go with your gut. Whatever pops in yeah. your head first is going to be the answer. Like Wreck uh, yeah. immediately. Right. There you go. That's I, I mean, be it's, it's like one of the most intense experiences um, but if I were to think about it a little more, I would go old school. I and yeah, because here's the problem though: when you start yeah. thinking about it, you start saying yeah. things that people might want to hear. Yeah, that's why I just went. We got like, like yeah. honestly, we Wreck. the only couple ones that we Maybe. had where I was yeah. where I jumped into a couple is were ones that were like tied. Yeah, but like so, like me, my first Wreck three, one and I two. remember Wreck my, one my and answer. Two. My answer was Halloween, the original yeah. Halloween, because usually that is my go-to because I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. It's that, and Jaws. Well. it's that in Jaws. Yeah. If you think about it, I always say those are my two, my two well, Jaws, masterpieces, that and Jaws. Yeah. Jaws is up there too. Um, but yeah, I would say like tied for first wreck one and two, because they both work so well together and they're, yeah, it's really kind of one, but not yeah. quarantine. Yeah. Not quarantine. <laughs> but not quarantine, no. quarantine is actually very different in, in many ways. Okay. All right, Mike. Yeah, go on. Because it's, it's in uh, it's in English. It's in English. It's in English. <laughs> you didn't have to so read subtitles. Like it's a it's a biochemical thing, and I yeah. like the demon possession thing better. And 
And I always say, you know, you and I have differing opinions. Like we couldn't be more polar opposite with, with our opinion of movies. And when you wanted to watch this, it was a foreign film. I didn't want to watch subtitles. I had no interest in it. Plus, you were suggesting it, so I thought that I was going to hate it, yeah. and I ended up loving it. It's, yeah. It really is, in my opinion, a fantastic, fantastic film. Yeah. One of the better, you know, top 30, anyway, um, horror movies, in my opinion, that's yeah. ever been made. Proving, uh, proving that Mike C. really actually is the one that can't read, because yeah. he didn't want to Yes, I just like to look at uh, books for That's why you like the myself. movie, because visually it's amazing as well, so there mm. you go. Yeah. And I can't read, so, you know, I just, I just looked and saw what was going on. By the so. way, Mike was watching the wrong subtitle version when you guys watched it. He was watching the Spanish subtitle version, so it was not only in Spanish, but it was subtitled <laughs> so it was also, in Spanish. Yes, yes. I can He's actually like, read Spanish de, better than English anyway. What is? Go ahead. Uh, next question. Favorite horror subgenre? Body horror. Cronenberg. Body horror. Yeah. Wow. Body horror. Um, All right. Cronenberg. Big fan of Cronenberg. Uh, like stuff like The Fly. Um, that kind of loss of control of your body and not having control of your body. Where do you sit on body melt? Body melt? What, yes. Wait, what? A, explain a little bit. Like a melting body? No, no, that's the name of the fucking movie. Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> wow, you've never seen it? <laughs> no, Damn. No. You, please, please watch it sometime. This is also the guy that thought the barber's brother was, was Georgie. So. Georgie. 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 But no, honestly, you, you watch body melt. All right. Barbara Crampton's in it. Oh. And then, of course, it's sequel to Namel. So that'll be a good one. <laughs> but yeah, body horror, anything where like someone doesn't have control over their body, like in many ways, the exorcist type, you know, kind of horror where like you're you don't have control. That's terrifying to me. And mm. body horror is a good subgenre. Yeah. Favorite director. Favorite horror director or favorite director all time. Favorite horror director. Oh, man. <laughs> John Carpenter, John Carpenter, all the way. All right. Um, I guess that's gonna that's gonna answer the next question then. Craven or Carpenter? Uh, John Carpenter. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I I mean I I do love Wes Craven. He's very good, but uh, Carpenter was the better filmmaker. I think. Um, I would say the same thing. Craven, he, Carpenter is my all time favorite director of any genre. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the that's uh, very similar to me. Like Carpenter is one of my all time favorite directors. But Carpenter, as a horror film director, his his horror films conceptually, um, aside from like Nightmare on Elm Street, are uh, really, really way more interesting to me. Um, but like, yeah, he can make a movie about ghost pirates interesting and scary <laughs> like that. No, no director can really do that. And this is the guy that like created Michael Myers and, you know, like set off. Some and his, his scores were so good, too. Yeah. They were well, just he, so chilling. They he, were very similar. He changed the game. He changed the game in filmmaking overall in the mid 70s by becoming like one of the first directors to do the music, produce, write, yeah. direct, you know, edit. He he was he was in complete control and he like purely, purely, um, an auteur, you know, everybody always talks about the movie brats like Spielberg and George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola and all those guys. But John Carpenter should be right along with them. Like, yeah, I agree. I watched Christine again last night and man, I love Christine again, a movie about a killer car. Yeah. Shouldn't be scary, but it is. Yeah. Terrible concept. Really. 
and very cheesy concept. And the book, it's the such book a good is movie. the book is really good too. Um, but yeah, I heard that they left a lot out because the movie would have been like seventeen hours long. It's if a they very had to follow the book. Well, but. and yeah, I read the book and I, I it, it's like seven hundred pages, maybe maybe five hundred. But I was like, how can this book be this long? You know, I I, I was like, how can the? But then I started reading. It, I'm like, I don't want this to end. You know, um, but yeah. John Carpenter, one of the best all-time directors. Definitely my favorite horror film director. Favorite but, Carpenter movie. You're going to hate this. Um, I, I mean, I, the thing is up there, but I'm going to throw out Prince of Darkness. Well, I don't it? hate that. Prince of Darkness is one of my all-time favorite movies. I actually thought you were going to say... Uh, um, Big Trouble in one, Little China. Big Trouble in Little China, well, yeah. Well, that, that's not a horror movie. Um, no. You guys are not paying respect to They Live. They lives great. Yeah, it's, but it's okay. But um, it's a lot of bubblegum. Prince, uh, Prince of Darkness. Uh, it, you know, uh, Donald Pleasance is great in it. Um, it's a really interesting spin on the religious horror story because it blends in sci-fi. Um, like Jesus was an alien, and um, the Lord of Darkness is an interdimensional being trying to break into our world. And like, a, it's a gross movie. It's scary. It has a cool cameo by Alice Cooper. The music's great. Um, it's it's an awesome. Wait a minute, movie. the man behind the mask? He's the man behind the mask. Yes. No, uh, but, but I, I do have a correction. I forgot. B- uh, Body melt. Uh, sorry, uh, Barbara Crampton is not in it. It is ninety three, but you can watch it on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Huh? It is included with Body that. Melt. But Body Melt's ninety three. Actually, I, I confused her for another wonderful Australian uh, Castle Freak. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Body Melt is actually actually pretty good. A lot of people I'm gonna edit my. Previous answer, favorite horror film, Castle Freak. Castle Freak. Both. both. <laughs> the, the remake in particular. All right. Uh, just uh, by the way, one last thing I want to say about Prince of Darkness. Uh, there's a YouTube um, series uh, of, of videos that you can get from a guy named uh, Sean Clark. It's called Horrors Hollowed Grounds. He was kind of like one of the first that used to go around and make videos where they filmed different horror films. And uh Within the last year, he put up a video, um, or maybe it was a lot older than that, but he did do one for Prince of Darkness. Yeah. He actually goes inside the church. A lot of it was filmed on a soundstage, but yeah. a lot of it was filmed inside the church as well. Yeah, that uh, You should check that out sometime. Yeah, and it has one of the creepiest shots in movies, like when, when she breaks through the mirror and gets pulled into yeah. the darkness, and she's reaching out. And, and she breaks on through to the other side. Yeah, she breaks on. And then Brian Marsh, the main character, going toward to touch the mirror at the end, and it cuts out. Oh, <laughs> Whoa, my wait God, a minute! So good. Wait if, a minute. If you did, we get, did, we, did we just jump into Waxworks? Son of a bitch! Yeah. I think we did. Yep. I think we did. Uh, if you um, if you end up watching any uh, horrors, Hollow Grounds, those videos, Sean Clark has like an ongoing uh, gag that he does with the guy that played Grady in Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Uh, he's in all of his videos, and they act like they hate each other. So he kind of makes a cameo in all of his little videos. So if you decide to watch any of those and you watch the one with Prince of Darkness first, you'll you'll understand when you see like who he is and, and what it is. But if you watch all of the rest of the videos first and then watch that, it'll make more sense to you. Yeah. So I just want to give you a heads up. But I think you'll really like those videos if you watch them, Professor. Yeah. Uh, so back to the uh, back to the questions here. Um, favorite horror film score? Ooh, uh, I really, really like Halloween three. Uh, the good music, choice. the music for Halloween three is really good, but the iconic Halloween score is, uh, is one of the best. Yeah. Carpenter's themes, you know, they are very similar in all of them, but they're also good. Yeah. I mean, they're different enough and they're I'm just so gonna, good. I'm just gonna, yeah. All my answers, John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's pretty much what I went with. He's deferring to Carpenter. Yeah, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one as iconic, but yeah, geez. It's hard to find anybody that's as good as as John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, Best horror film of the 70s, in your opinion? Ooh. um, Well, I mean, that's a toss-up between Black Christmas and Halloween for me. Uh, Okay. I would go with... I would go with Black Christmas, even though I do love Halloween, uh, Black Christmas, Halloween wouldn't exist without it. Yeah, I lean towards that more, too. The, the older I've gotten and the, the more I've watched the movies, I kind of think Black Christmas is the better of the two movies. They're both, they're both I mean, they're, near perfect. They're both perfect movies, yeah. Yeah. And I, I especially appreciate that Black Christmas was directed by Bob Clark, the director Clark. of A Christmas Story. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> holy shit, man. Um, how did... <laughs> how did he do that <laughs> alright so the next few questions are going to be a little bit of a tread here best horror movie of the 80s ooh arg, nuts arg. Um, my opinion the greatest decade of horror movies ever yeah this is there's so many that are flying through my head um hmm well, we know which one it isn't because he still hasn't reviewed well, the, the thing, burning. The thing, the thing, yeah, the burning. <laughs> the thing is the best. I'm going we'll go with Car- the thing. Carpenter. Nineties. Okay. Nineties. Oh, geez. Only one acceptable fucking answer too. That's what. What are you screaming or something? Or? Duh, Freddy's dead. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I the, had to get it in. Of the nineties, of the nineties. Actually, there's only one acceptable answer. I think I got that, that for mine. I'm pretty sure you nailed it, Rich. Best horror film of the nineties. I'm gonna go with uh, Event Horizon. Ooh, wow. Good, okay. Good. Good. I I I think the the correct answer was Scream. Event Event Horizon. <laughs> I still remember when I went to the theater to see Event Horizon. I was like blown the fuck away. I was like, my horizon's really good. It, it holds up too, and they they're re- they're releasing a either Shout or Scream Factories releasing a special edition with tons of uh, really good bonus stuff. Event Horizon nineties, cool. yep, two thousands, the aughts, Ghosts um, of Mars. That's <laughs> <laughs> an underrated movie, but two um, thousands uh, was wreck era, so wreck. All right. And 2010s. Last 10 years. Uh, I mean, does Mandy count? Yes. As a, I would say so. Yeah, Mandy. One, I would have one, said Evil Dead. 100%. Mandy. Evil Dead or Ready or Not. I'll just say my, my, my answer, I think, was Evil Dead, the remake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or And Ready or Not's on that list, let's be honest. But Evil Dead just etches it out. Mandy, for sure, for me. I need to All get, right. by the way, speaking of that, uh, now that I think about it, because I do have the Evil Dead remake poster on the wall, I need to get myself a Ready or Not poster for the wall. Yes, that's a great poster. To go with it. So we have the two in the 2010s that were amazing. So continuing on. Also, also, I always have it in my cart and I never buy it. I need to pull the trigger on it eventually. I need to get, I, I need to make the pull the trigger on the I, Jason, New York for the Jason Takes Manhattan. Remember the poster, <laughs> the, the New York uh, travel, uh, whatever, yeah, band? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, you can buy those posters online. I just I always forget to pull the trigger on it because even though that movie's shit, that poster's great. Especially great we, poster. Plus, yeah. plus we, besides, we live in New York. Well, I mean, there's a lot of great horror posters that are for pretty bad movies. Oh, absolutely. True. 
And then you have friends like the professor who like is somewhere and just takes pictures of posters and sends them to you in your group. And yes. goes, yeah, he, yes. I, didn't, I didn't even look at the prices. I just thought you guys would be interested. Yeah, go get them. <laughs> go get them. It's, it's not like, hey, I picked you up a poster. Yeah. Or, hey, hey, this was 20 yeah. bucks. You want me to pick it up for you because I'm here. Quick, He's like, no. quick just plug, go pick it up. Quick plug. Sound Go Around Vestal just got a ton of great posters in. And yeah, there's some really good horror film posters. And so if you are in the 607, <laughs> so you guys like should us, definitely go. go buy one. I ain't buying one for you. No, but, but he couldn't even give us that information because Michael's, how no, much is that one? He's like, I don't know. I did I notice like, in one of the pictures, I think they're if like you zoom in bucks. close enough, they were eleven ninety nine. Oh, okay, good. Oh, okay. But the, the best part about it is you did ask, though. You're like, oh, that poster is really cool. I, I like that poster. How much is it? And he's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, were, I looked long enough to take, a to take a picture. They were right up. They were right up front, you know. I, I just took the picture of the poor that Mike my, can't. My poor Mike done. doesn't leave Studio 13. You couldn't yeah. even pick him up a fucking poster. No, no, couldn't no. do it. All right, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees? Michael Myers. Freddy or Pinhead? Pinhead. I knew you were going to say that. Least favorite horror movie trope. Who? Oh man. Uh... Least favorite. Minus minus when they like pulled the. the bathroom mirror out and then close it and somebody's behind him yeah the cat the cat jumping out cats jumping out <laughs> i was gonna say I said, I said shitty jump scares yeah yeah but particularly when it's a cat it's cheap all right favorite zombie film oh day of the dead i knew you were gonna say that day of the dead all the way favorite uh, werewolf film oh uh the howling I really like the original Howling. Very um, good choice. Yeah. The Howling's so good. Uh, favorite slasher film? Favorite slasher film. Well, this I would do Halloween. Ah, that's where I finally said something different, because my answer, of course, everybody knows my answer is, is fucking uh, April Fool's Day. Oh, nice. <laughs> that, yes. That, that was my answer when we originally did this. Yeah, favorite slasher film. That's my favorite film, slasher film. Halloween, definitely. And I understand people will be like, but is it a slasher film because of the twist ending? Yeah. Still a fucking slasher film. And to the favorite uh, between Pinhead and Freddy, like, as a child, Freddy scared the shit out of me, but as an adult, Pinhead scares the shit out of me. Fair enough. Uh, favorite Supernatural film? changeling it's a good choice with uh, george c scott haunted house yeah. yeah it's good uh favorite horror author i mean the easy one would be Stephen. i mean i've read 32 steve, of steve, steve king yeah steve Stephen king? king i've read 32 of his books and he hasn't disappointed me how once. about richard bachman how do you feel about richard bachman the bachman books <laughs> yeah no i mean i've read all the bachman books and they're great um, I know. I just wanted to be a smart ass. Like, you know. Just finished reading The Dark Half, which is kind of about like Stephen King dealing with if Richard Bachman would have come alive, you know. Um, and yeah, uh, Stephen King, um, I would say. And uh, maybe, I mean, I do really like Clive Barker. As I was going to well. say, Clive Barker is one of my favorites. Yeah, Thief of Always is, uh, changed my life as a child. Mm. Uh, favorite Stephen King uh, film adaptation? Maximum overdrive all day. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Well, I mean, that that is uh, funny. Uh, shit. I mean, Stanley Kubrick shining. I was going to say, the only right answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not that there's not other Carrie's great ones. Really good. There, yeah, there's some other really good ones. Good, but, uh, but The Shining has really got to be the right answer there. Or better say. yet, The Shining, because you don't get sued. The Shining. You the don't shining. have to get sued. Uh, yeah, The Shining <laughs> all the way. He made it more of an intellectual horror movie and and right. it was crazy yeah 
Two more questions. Favorite Rob Zombie film? I know you're a fan of Rob Zombie films. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lords of Salem. I knew you would say that. Uh, Mine, too. 2001 Space Odyssey of horror films. Yeah. It's a great film. I didn't think I would like it. That's not my kind of movie, and I love that movie. That is good. It's a great movie. It's really scary. Excellent film. And it's because I think that maybe, you know, a lot of it, for me anyway, has to do with the fact that most of his movies are just so trashy. Uh-huh. And and that one is so different than all the other ones. It's an original movie that's, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's light on the the blood and, and oh, guts, because, no, you know, there's no, some of that not. in there, but it's there's, pretty gory, and man. it's got the F-bombs, and it's got I was gonna the nudity, say, it's still, but it's, still, it's, it's still, different. It is still very trashy. It's trashy, yeah. but not but it's still, but it's different. Trashy. Yes, it's artfully. It's, it's different than his normal trash. I always say that it's Suspiria meets Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, good uh, kind of comparison there. Yeah. All right. Uh, last question. Favorite mask worn by a horror villain? Mm-hmm. Favorite mask. I really There's so like, many masks. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really like the Leslie Vernon mask. That's a good choice uh, from behind the mask. Um, but also Jason Voorhees mask is so fucking iconic. iconic. Like, yeah, but I'm going to go with the oddball choice. Leslie Vernon's mask from behind the mask. Love it. Love it. All right. So that's going to do it. Uh, that's, you know, now, you know, for anybody that's been listening for the last year or so that you've been coming and doing the show with us, maybe they just didn't quite understand you. Maybe they didn't feel like they know you all that well. Well, now they do. Now they are inside of your mind. And now they know what makes the professor. I am everyone. They're they are definitely <laughs> You're mind, every woman. They're minding you hardcore, brother. Yeah. <laughs> mm, get up in them brain guts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I can feel you. Hey, if you would like to give us your answers to any of those questions or just say anything at all, make sure you hit us up on social media, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Also, you can visit 8122productions.com to get all the information about what we do over here, including, you know, HorrorZone607, uh, Three Fat Nerds Podcast, The Wrestling Show, uh, the uh, soon to be added to the website, but we're doing it over on uh, twitch.tv slash the podcast, the MTG Nerds playing Magic the Gathering Arena on uh, stream. It's a lot of fun, so you can check some stuff. I'll, I'll be adding that to there soon. You can also see Friends of the Show, like the Ultra Dora Parley Hour podcast, and also all the musical uh, bands that uh, let us use their music. Second Suitor, Floodlands, uh, The Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, uh, and. Uh, Soon to be the Lone Rangers. Yeah, soon, soon to be, to be the Lone. Lone yeah, I was gonna say soon to be the Lone Rangers. Uh, we'd be plugging the hell out of. Uh, well, it's not the Lone Rangers. It is. Damn the kid. Damn the kid. There you go. So you'll be hearing some of that soon, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll be putting it into the rotation of all the podcasts for 8122 Productions. Just trying to give the shout-outs to the professor. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, with, so on top of that, uh, you can also see other local sponsors like Dragon Master Games, who provides us with the 8122 Productions studio. So shout-outs to them. And so much more. So just visit 8122productions.com. Of course, I already mentioned twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Make sure you join up there and follow. We will be doing some horror watch-alongs in the not-too-distant future uh, while you you heard Mike earlier say, uh, you know, April maybe uh, is April May is when we might be seeing Mike back around. So uh, we'll be planning some stuff there, but maybe between then and there to give you a little taste. Myself and the professor will do another one because we had a lot of fun with the yeah. uh, Freddy's Dead. So definitely maybe more. maybe we should definitely do something in between there. So keep your eyes posted. We'll definitely work out a date when the professor's not so busy in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other studio, the the musical the music one, studio. not the not the podcast one. But uh, and on top of that, of course, uh, Patreon. 
patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You can help support everything we do here, help pay them bills, keep the lights on, however you want to put it, and get a ton of extra bonus content as a thank you as well. So there you go, patreon.com slash 8122productions. That's all we got for plugs, Mike. Take the people home. All right, thanks, Rich. Uh, and thank you, the listeners, for each and every week tuning into our little show that we do here. We love bringing it to you. We have so much fun. Don't forget to tune in next week. We'll be back with all the week's biggest horror movie news, as well as talking a whole lot of horror. And don't forget, also, I'm going to be challenging these guys with a little bit harder uh, trivia questions going forward here, at least for the next few weeks. You're not going to want to miss that. So I can't wait to hear what the professor's uh, reaction is with some of the things that I've got. Yeah. I guarantee it's going to go something like this. <laughs> So, so, somewhere along those lines. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere along those lines. So if you want to hear that, as well as everything else we have to talk about, tune in next week and every other week. Until next week, for The Professor, for Rich, I'm Mike C. Saying, see ya. See ya.